Hello, people out in Internet land. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents, and you have Are a, they actually there? They're there. Is, oh, they're really there. Oh, that, who are you? How's my hair? It's great. Uh, uh, I'm well. But who are oh, you? Oh, I'm Father Augustine. He's Father Augustine. I'm Father. I'm not Father. I am a Father, but I'm yeah. Peter. And we're going to be talking about the lost art of conversation, and we have some kind of crazy stories. Yeah. I yeah, think. I think so. So stay tuned. All we'll right. see you in a bit. Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world, where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. Well, thank you, Matt. I am your host today, Peter Karutz, and I'm in studio live with Father Augustine. Yay! He's here. Can you believe it? We're all live and I have again. Ears. Ears? To hear. To hear. Yeah. yeah. But we're here. I never, I, this must be a new intro. I just noticed the, the, like you said, hosting eloquent speakers. That would be you. You're, oh, that's your okay. job today. All right. Well, we're uh, counting on uh-oh. it. Uh oh. Okay. No stuttering or, or, Doing what I'm doing right now. Which That's is right. Not knowing what to say. And the and it's very apropos because the topic or title. Now I'm stumbling. Oh, the, to- yeah. the the title of our program today is the lost art of conversation. And I really <laughs> do mean lost. I mean today yeah. we have a culture where you can't have two people have a conversation where you disagree. There's a very eloquent art of screaming fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and then walk away. First you insult the person and then you walk away. Or you slap them and walk away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then yell at them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're keeping uh, with the times. Yeah. I didn't even know about the whole Will Smith th- saga until a couple of days later when the kids started talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is sort of a saga, but I'll tell you just to take a different bent on that. Yeah, let's take a different bent I, on it. I think that it's it's uh, like many things. Why many people are say angry with the church or run away from the church, right? Or they're atheists or whatever. But I think there's some deep seated hurt. Oh sure. And I think that Will Smith, and I've read a little bit about it since. I think he's suffering. You know, his wife. Well, yeah. His, his yeah. wife. His wife wants an open marriage. That's got to kill a guy, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think there's a, just some deep seated hurt there. So we'll. Uh, well, there's got to be. Yeah. Well, there's deep seated hurt in all of us, but we don't all go around slapping people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We may want to. But yeah. That we we probably shouldn't. Anyway, so we are talking about the lost art of conversation. We're going to talk about that. We're uh, going to talk about uh, maybe uh, some uh, Muslims, you know, who might have some. Conversational Convers- capacity. Conversational capacity. We, uh, Father has a couple of new saints, and I, I got to tell you, you're going to want to wait to hear about these saints. The <laughs> Father always comes up with great saints. Do you know why you come up with such great saints? Uh, yeah, 
Well, do you? Well, were you? Was that a rhetorical question? No. You. Oh, I have a new joke, by the way. Oh, I have what two you, new jokes. Uh, what do you call it when you mix a question with a, a joke with a rhetorical question? I don't know. Uh, that was it. Oh, okay. I get yeah. it. Yeah. It wouldn't. I didn't say it was a funny joke. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. He uh, agrees with me. Anyway, okay. What's your new joke? I got two of them, but I give you one of them anyway. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, little two little boys are at a wedding and they're listening to the ceremony. And you know, little boys they don't know what's going on. So the right. one little boy says to that little boy, says, "How many wives can you have anyway?" The little boy says, "Sixteen." Says, how do you, how do you how do you figure? He says, four better, four worse, four sicker, four poor, four. So nice. The other one's longer and it's better. Anyway, so we're talking. We'll be talking. We'll be talking about some saints. But I got to tell you, yeah. it's not a joke. Actually, it's a true story, and it's a bit scandalous. So, oh, well, good. no, it's not that scandal. Well, yeah, kind of. Anyway, I don't know. You'll have to decide for yourself. But I was at a gas station. And it wasn't more than a month after I was ordained a priest. And this guy in a black BMW pulls up. I was I was filling up one of our monk mobiles with gas. The yeah. kids call them monk mobiles. And this guy pulls up in a black BMW and he hands me a one hundred dollar bill. And 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 I said, Well, I'm a monk, I, I don't need it. And he's like, Keep it, keep it. He says, I was in the seminary. He's like, but I left. Because I didn't think I could handle the celibacy. So he gets in his car, and before he takes off, he leans out the window and he goes, Then I got married and found out I could. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked at him and I was like, You've done this before, haven't you? He's like, Every priest I see, they guns it and peel out of there. That's hilarious. Yep. I I, I can't be the only St. Louis priest that this has happened to because he claimed to to do this to every priest he saw. He hands $100 and Tells him his story. Yeah, put, put, put it in a frame. Well, and you know, I just to completely digress. I think I think we are all, in some respect, called to chastity, right? Well, yeah, in our yeah. own in our own ways, because sure. married people have a call to chastity as right. well. It's right. just a different right. sort, right. right? Yeah. Well, but yours is funny. Your story is I mean, funnier. You know, sometimes you get married and and it, you know it doesn't work out, but you're still married. Yeah, you know, yeah. And your job is still to be faithful, and your job is still to get that person to heaven. That's right. Um, and and then you end up celibate, not even by choice. Never tell you about my friend Randy. No, he was. Um, I spent a year and a half with him, working almost exclusively during Katrina, and uh, we we were we'd fly to Atlanta every other week and report to our 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 principals and go back down and work on rebuilding and come back and forth and. Anyway, so we, 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 we even went to church together. He came to Catholic Church. But um, hmm. his, he was like the number two producer at his company, and his wife got sick. Producer he, of what? A business. Oh, okay. And his, uh, his wife got sick, and he quit. And uh, she, he, she got sicker, and he built he, – he tore down the wall between his dining room and his living room, put a hospital bed yeah, in the dining see, room. And and I'll, yeah, and right. For and years. That's as, that's as celibate as I am. Seer, years and years and years and years. And she, good she, for him. She, God she, bless. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's, good, and good that's, that's a more I, – I would think – I mean, not <laughs> – not knowing, but I would think that would be a more difficult celibacy than priestly celibacy because I knew what I was getting into when I took. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't. <laughs> None but, of us did. But I chose it at any rate, whereas that guy didn't. He, yeah. It came to him whether he liked it or not. Speaking whether we like it or not, we're supposed to start with a prayer. Oh, and yeah. it's your job. Yeah, I know. It's literally but the, the Saint Benedict says that a monk should do nothing without praying that God would finish it for him. So, I think it's a great idea. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, God, God, our Father, Holy Spirit, uh, finish this job for us. Amen. Amen. In the name Father, of the Father, Son, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You know what was coming to mind? He also you... says a monk's prayer should be short and heartfelt. I think you covered it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because and... there's no telling where this episode's going to go. There is not. We changed the, we, we changed the episode. <laughs> we, we thought up the episode title about 30 seconds ago and changed the whole topic about uh, 30 minutes ago. So anything could happen. This could be the 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 episode that ends my career. <laughs> uh, well, me me too. You know, I always say I'm going to be fired. Sometimes my salary gets cut in half. Sometimes it gets doubled. But so we'll find out it's what happens. Zero, no matter what. So right? let's talk. Let's talk about two <laughs> conversations. I just got my. Oh, sorry, go, go ahead, Father. <laughs> talk about the lost art of conversation. Yeah. Let's just both talk over each other. You go. You go first, right. please. I give lots of depositions. Though. That's one of the big struggles. Don't talk over each other. But anyway, uh, let's talk about the two conversations you and I had that were, by all definitions, by all expectations, shall we say, should have difficult. Been arguments. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, well, mine kind of was, but. <laughs> well, go, well, why don't you go ahead? No, you go, Father. You go, Father. All right. All well, right. I'll, I'll, because, in fact, we were going to have Umar Lee on the show today, but it turns out today's the first day of Ramadan, and he was working all night, so he didn't make it. Uh, but he, uh, the long and sh- well, gosh, I'll tell the long, version. tell the long Why story. Not? Um, when Umar Lee is this, uh, Islamic, re- uh, social activist, very active with black lives matter. And a couple of summers ago, he decided that the statue of St. Louis needed to come down. This is when they're tearing down all the statues yeah, of right. Junipero Serra and all that. And, he put on his Twitter account, I think, something about how there were white supremacists out there and how uh, St. Louis was a anti-Semite and a, an, Islamophobic and so on and so forth. And um, and there was a big crowd out there. And, and my friend, uh, Sh- Father Schumacher, got his picture in the news, you know, trying to reason with the crowd. Um, Didn't he get punched? Oh no 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 no! Somebody that else was got another punched. Person that got punched. Yeah. There's a story behind that, by yeah. the way. But I, which I, but I probably shouldn't get involved in that. But but that it was more nuanced. There's a picture of a, a sort of elderly man getting right. punched. Yeah. Um. But that there's more to that story than the picture. Yeah. Well, jazz, we got a lot to talk about. We'll catch that. Yeah, another we'll day. catch that another day. Uh, anyway, so I I decided I was going to go out and say the rosary with the Catholics that were standing around the. The statue. Everywhere. I did the same thing. I was there the oh, same yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I ran into you. Me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but but see, the rule Saint Benedict says something very specific about conflicts. It's he says the Saint Benedict says that the monk should never never defend a, a brother, right? Should never get involved in someone else's argument because you just can't know, right? Um, now defending in the sense of like getting involved in an argument on one guy's side particularly against the superior. So I, I asked my abbot if I could go down there, and he said, yes, you may. You may go pray, but if it turns into a conflict, you have to get out because monks aren't supposed to do that. We're supposed to be prayer, people of prayer, not people necessarily of direct action. Um, so I went down there, and uh, and for about a week, it was very peaceful and whatnot. Um, but then, um, well... Yeah, 
there were people who sort of yelled at us and stuff, but um, it, it, I started to have a sort of a change of heart, not about St. Louis, but maybe about the people who were down there uh, who were protesting us when, when I met this guy on the way to the car, uh, he takes me aside and he says, hey, would you mind having a civil discussion about that statue? And I said, no, no, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Like, let's have a civil discussion, you know? And he said, well, I'm Jewish, right? And this king of yours committed genocide against the Jews. And, uh, and he said, you know, you wouldn't want a statue of Adolf Hitler in Forest Park, would you? Which I found, uh, you know, off the record, I found it a little insulting, you know. Sure. But again, like my abbot had told me, don't get involved in the argument. You know, right. be there to pray. So I said, "Well, no, I guess I wouldn't want a. In fact, I'm I'm very certain I wouldn't want a, a statue of Adolf Hitler in Forest Park." Right. <laughs> um, but uh, how many how many Jews did Louis the Ninth kill? And he looked at me for a second, and he said, "You know what?" I, I don't know. A friend just told me that, and I believed him. And I, and, and his candor was so disarming. I, I said, "Well, look, you know, if you trust your friend, then then I'm going to go back and I'm going to look up, you know, do my research on, on, on St. Louis." Anyway, and he was like, "Well, me too. I'm going to do that." And I said, "And I'll tell you what: if Louis the Ninth committed genocide against the Jews, I'll come back tomorrow night and I'll help you tear down the statue." Mm. <laughs> you know. And he said, all right, it's a deal. He said, and by the way, my name's Daniel. And I was like, well, I'm Augustine. And he said, and it's my birthday. And I said, Not happy birthday, Daniel. And <laughs> that's, that's actually the last I saw of him. Um, but I, because I returned the next night, but uh, he, he, did, he wasn't there. But, but every night, like, I had conversations like that. Uh, because I started looking for people to talk to. Um, in fact, uh, on, on my way back to the well, on one particular night, there are these two African women, American women, standing there. One was holding a sign that said "Black Lives Matter," and they looked—I don't know that they looked angry, just sort of disappointed in us, you know. Um, but I had to walk past them to get to my car, and so as I passed, I—I I, I felt I ought to say something, you know. So I, and not knowing what to say, I just said, uh, you know. Black, black lives do matter. Well, it's not, you know, I mean, apparently it's not obvious. Otherwise they wouldn't, they wouldn't need to say it. Right. You know, so, um, and, and all of a sudden I looked at one of them and she was crying and I was like, are you okay? And she's like, all lives matter. <laughs> you know, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait a second. Like the, and then we started hugging, you know, and, and, and this happened like every night. Every night I had a conversation like that. Uh, I, I talked with another, uh, an African-American man and his daughter who were there. I talked to two gay joggers. Uh -huh. uh, and and I, I'm sure they were gay because one of them had a T-shirt that said, I'm gay on it. That was the clue. Yeah, yeah that was the clue. <laughs> uh, but, but in every case, uh, to my surprise, in every case, it, it usually started off kind of awkward but we we ended our conversations as friends. But then, but but then came uh, that Sunday, the net, the following Sunday, when uh, Umar Lee put out this uh, 
call for another protest that apparently there were white supremacists going to be there or something. And so that's where I'm going to pause you here for a oh second no. and just let everyone oh, know okay. that this is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm your host, Peter Karutz, and this is Father Augustine. Hello. And we are talking about the lost art of conversation. And you're just about to tell us how you met Omar. Umar. Umar, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Umar. Well, anyway, okay, so it, I got there, and there were maybe a thousand Catholics all of yeah. a sudden. Like, it was a big deal. And, and I was kind of proud of them, I mean, frankly, because Catholics don't often stand up for themselves. It was beautiful uh, out there, too. I mean, just was. saying the rosary at sunset was absolutely beautiful. It was. But this one particular night, it really did begin to feel like like there were banners, and yeah. and some of the protesters there were armed, I know. And, and so I, I started... I, I had a couple. I had about a hundred copies of uh, Saint Francis's prayer. You yeah. know, make me an instrument of your right. peace. And and I just kind of backed up. You know, backed sort of out of the center of the action. And um, and the more things became more sort of um, confrontational, the more I backed up until pretty soon the rosary was over. I look around and. Uh, I'm not with the Catholics anymore. <laughs> I'm with the Black Lives Matter protesters, uh-huh. right? And 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 apparently I had backed into there. There was a group of Satanists there who were also protesting for some reason, uh, and I I had actually had gravitated toward them because they were all wearing black. Oh jeez. <laughs> but but then there's this kid, sort of. Uh, I mean, I guess a sort of urban looking kid, dreadlocks, tattoos up and down his arms, and he's standing there and. I, I got to feeling kind of awkward, so I looked at him. I go, uh, "You're not here to pray the rosary, are you?" <laughs> and he says to me, uh, "No. Are you one of those religious people?" And I was like, "Well, what are you going to stereotype me just because I'm wearing a black hoodie now?" Hold on, you know, because I was dressed like a mug. Luckily, he thought that was funny, and so we started talking and. And, 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 you know, I was like, well, what about, what is this about Black Lives Matter? Like, I hear that this is like a Marxist thing, like anti-family, like pro, you know, anti-Catholic, anti-Christian. He goes, well, I'm a Christian. He's like, and frankly, he's like, you know, between you and me, I don't know what Marxism is. <laughs> he's like, but I am against white supremacy. And I was like, well, me too, you know, <laughs> like, so that's, you know, I guess that's a noble, you know. No-brainer. Mo- yeah. Motivation. Um, and, and so, and, uh, and, finally, and finally I said, well, wait, but this Umar Lee guy, like, I know about him. He's an evil, violent man. You said right? that. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, well, ask him yourself. He's standing on your right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So at that point, I figured I had What did he say? To, well, I, I figured I had nothing to lose. So I turned around, and he's a sort of big fella, big beard, you know, prayer cap and yeah. all that. It like, mm-hmm. looks like you're sort of stereotypical Muslim, I guess, right. if there is a stereotypical Muslim, um, or what in my mind was a stereotypical Muslim. And so I just sort of him and he goes, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and I go, uh, feeling, figuring I had nothing to lose, I said, well, Mr. Lee, I, I hear you're a violent, evil man. There you go. And, and he said, where'd you hear that? And I said, uh, the internet. <laughs> but but in fairness to me, uh, I, I also saw you on the news. And he goes, oh. And the, and the news is always fair to the Catholic Church. I was like, oh. oh. oh that didn't so work. He had the, yeah, he had the moral high ground. And so, 
Five, so we started talking. It, it turns out, you know, I mean, he's got his reasons, which I don't buy into, and I got my reasons that I don't buy into. But we saw, I kind of like the guy. I mean, he was real frank. You know, he was extremely well read for and for a, a high school graduate taxi driver. I mean, the guy has read like a, knows a lot about Catholic Catholicism. Interesting. Um, and uh, and finally, I, but but pretty soon I look around and there's no one left except. The protesters, you know, and I'm feeling very out of place in a full monastic habit, you know. So I'm like, well, I got to go. <laughs> I'll pray for you. And he says, well, well, pray with us. He's like, why don't we just start this protest with a prayer? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but he's like, well, you can't pray with us? And I was like, well, well yeah. And so he hands me the megaphone. And then he oh, hands boy. me a bottle of, of ice water, right? And I'm like... I can just imagine what the abbot's going to oh, say, you boy. know, which he, when he did, in fact, see me on the news leading a Black Lives Matter protest, right? Oh, boy. Uh, but the lo- to make a long story just a little longer, you know, I, I, I had these copies of the Prayer of St. Francis. Yeah. And the Muslims all knew who he was. They're like, oh, yeah, he visited the Sultan, you know, uh-huh. he's, and so we, I'm handing out the, the prayers, and finally he's like, well, let's go. And so I said, well, I don't agree with. You know, I said over the megaphone, I don't agree with anything you're t- saying here tonight. I think the statue should stay. But, you know, Jesus did say that if you gave a just a cup of cold water to one of his followers, that you wouldn't lose your reward in heaven. And Mr. Lee just did exactly <laughs> that. Like, I was like, so, you know, let's let's pray. And there you go. And we all prayed this prayer, St. Francis. And there were some there were some wet eyes there, you know, especially when we got to the part that says, you know, let me not so much seek to understand or to be understood as to understand, you know, and anyway, we exchanged numbers and and pretty soon he started texting me and and emailing me and saying, asking me questions like, what's the church's position on on, uh, marijuana? You know, what, what, what is, are our traditionalists and mainstream Catholics, like, do they believe the same thing, you know, and what's the difference? And Pretty soon, I, I I emailed him back. I was like, you know, we should be having these conversations in front of people. I was like, so now we've got a podcast together called Disagreement, uh, so which you can look up, and, and it's just great fun. And it turns out, like he he told me the other day something about like uh, he he was like, well, you guys, you know, you don't receive communion from other Christians because of the whole transubstantiation thing, right? And I was like, yeah. you know, you've got one up on like. Fifty percent of That's the Catholics right. I know, yeah. yeah. And he and uh, it turns out we've had what I think five episodes so far, and oh, we wow. haven't found anything to disagree on yet. We keep picking these topics, and uh, it turns out like we, we have a lot more in common than we thought. So I, I, I was really I, I'm a little sad that he couldn't make it today, but yeah, I, I also understand good. like working. He works all night driving a taxi. He gets home at. What is it? It's something like six in the morning, goes yeah. to bed, wakes up at eight at night. So he was going to try to wake up at noon and be here, but he just couldn't do it. Well, so. we'll do that another time. But I, I hope so. Th- and Shout out to Umar. There you go. Umar and, Lee. And that's what we're talking about, the, le- the lost <laughs> art of conversation. You know, what, you know when I was what's in— up, What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Umar Lee <laughs> and my man, Father Gustin. 
Is that <laughs> it? Is that it? You're doing an imitation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Kind Maybe of. he's listening. I hope he is. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. But, you know. I'm not it, sure he's a regular Catholic radio listener. Well, I don't, I don't know. Depending <laughs> he upon. He may be. He may be. You're saying how well read he is? Maybe he tunes in. and um, I'll invite him to tune in. But, Yay. But that's the point, right? We. We should be able to talk with people who we disagree with. Yeah. Right? How do we learn more about another person unless we talk to them? Isn't it terrible to just dismiss a person as a person as opposed to dismissing ideas? And and you don't even know you agree or disagree until you actually have a conversation. Well, I was, you know, I I have actually, in preparation for our podcast, I started listening to a lot of other podcasts to sort of figure out how these things are done. And And on topics like this, and this one guy, he, he, hosts a, he was a hostage negotiator, and he said two things that I thought were really, really crucial to having a, a, a good conversation. One was, let the other guy say what he's got to say first. Like, let him finish. Let him go all the way. Because otherwise, he's just going to be thinking about what he wants to say while you talk, right? So listen, and, and listen to them, you know? And then second of all, uh, when they say, you're right, they want the conversation over. Like, you're right, you're right. When they say, that's right, then you know you're getting somewhere. Because that's right means we're on the same team. You're right means you win, forget it, it's over. Uh, Isn't that cool? That that is really good. Yeah, it's like a crucial insight. I wish I could remember the podcast or the guy's name so I could give him credit. But that the difference between you're right and that's right. But I think, you know, frankly, that prayer of St. Francis is a a really good guide to having a conversation. Don't so much seek to, uh, to be understood. Seek to understand. Don't so much seek to be loved by this other person as to love them, you know? Uh, it's listening. It's all about listening to the other person. The litany of humility has a lot of same of the same yeah. ideas there too. You know, well, get out of your own way. And they say the most charming actors, the most effective politicians, you know, convey this attitude of humility, which I, I think has been pretty notably absent from our politics in the last humility uh, 50 years or yeah, so yeah well, yeah well they all ought to read your book yeah that's right yeah how is that book doing a uh, hundred thousand copies Ooh. yeah and we're coming out with a new one it's gonna be called think pray act uh Better Decisions with the Desert Fathers. So oh, watch for right. it on shelves of Catholic bookstores near you. I, did you finish it or are you still in the writing I'm, stage? Well, I, it's in the editing stage. The, yeah. the one editor has read it and suge- made the, her suggestions, and now the next editor is reading it. And I think it's going to come out this summer, I'm hoping. Cool. Yeah. We well, work, I, I, I know hard. the Humility book is great. So we are talking about the Lost Art of Conversation. And, and you know... Just because you have people who disagree doesn't mean that you can't you can't learn something from the other person. And well, you know it's what? Like, it's you know what though. Oh, sorry, <laughs> there I am not listening. <laughs> but we we choose people who agree with us, right? To hang out with, and for a good reason. I mean, because if you want to be a holy person, you choose holy friends. If you want to be a good Catholic, you choose Catholic friends. But at the same time, if you really want to learn stuff, you know, you might actually pick choose to hang out. With people you dislike, you know, uh, because they, they or, or I have suddenly found, at least in the case of Mr. Lee, well, Umar and I, that that I'm just learning so much about about him and about Islam and about the world and about all sorts of things. I don't know. There comes the music. I can't talk anymore. 
But we got half a minute. Anyway. So <laughs> oh, let me, 30 seconds? Okay. Uh, yeah, let me, let me just tell okay. people, first off, this is your opportunity to take two minutes and go invite a friend to join us. This conversation yeah. is just... Someone this, you don't like. Someone <laughs> you don't like. We're just scratching the surface here. We're going to be talking about conversations with people who we might disagree, disagree with. with, right? Yeah. How we can learn. And also, Father's got two great saints. We're not going to let this hour go by without chatting about these uh, saints. Oh, yeah. Right? And more conversations with people who mm, you wouldn't usually have a conversation with. Come back soon. <laughs> Looking for a way to teach your children about our Catholic faith? Colby Academy has the solution. Offering a curriculum that is loyal to the magisterium, classical, Ignatian, flexible, and affordable, Colby can help with all your homeschooling needs. We offer a wide range of services including live online courses for those looking for assistance teaching their students recorded self-paced courses for those who want teacher instruction while needing the flexibility to move at their own pace and traditional homeschool courses for maximum flexibility in home education our support services include advising for parents record keeping and transcript services a grading service standardized testing and guidance and college counseling for more information check out their website at Colby Org. That's K-O-L-B-E dot org. Or give them a call. Area code 707-255-6499. That's 707-255-6499. It's Colby Academy. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN-TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the Pro-Life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and the Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. Welcome back. This well, is St. Joseph oh. Radio Presents. We're having another conversation. We are here. having a whole different conversation. Yeah. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm your host, Peter Karutz, which I want to get out of the way here. Let's get talking. This is Father Wait, Augustine. but you had a story about a conversation you had with somebody that you didn't think you were going to well, like. You know, I've had a lot of them. You know, I, I've had a lot of them. I wound up joining this kind of radical leftist organization. No, I you? I did, and I went to the meetings and everything. And What was it called? Or are you allowed to say? Uh, it? I, I'll remember it. It was like uh, ACT or some such thing. It's No, oh. West County something okay. or other. I, I forget what it was. And, and, and mm. Anyway, but she came to our, she came to our church to give, a, to give a talk on on racism, and she said stuff that I just couldn't, couldn't yeah. abide by at the end. And yeah. um, it, it got confrontational a well, little bit. You know, I ended up, and uh, this is going to be very controversial here, but I ended up reading at Umar's suggestion, Ibram X. Kendi's book called Stamped. Well, he's one of the big Black Lives Matter folks, big anti-racism sort of stuff. But one of the things he pointed out in the book that I just that I just finished reading about was how the African-American community reacted to the movie Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I know. It was a, it was a revelation to me. Um, that, that that for them this was a metaphor 
of black people. This is white. These white astronauts come back to Earth, and now it's taken over by apes in quotation marks. You know, and, and I, my my friend John Pierre, with whom I have this very sort of candid conversations, I was like, "All right, you're black. Tell me, Planet of the Apes, racist?" He's like, "Oh yes." I was like. Didn't even cross my mind. Like, well, but, isn't that what all the uh, evolutionists say? We all come from apes. So, what's the difference? Yeah. Well, I don't. I, well, I. I don't know. I, I don't. Guess but I it's a cultural. It's a book. cultural thing. A lot of this stuff is cultural. It really isn't about race. It's about culture. Well, the movie had a very different. Uh, it made a very different impression <laughs> upon the African American community than the Anglo American community. But I haven't finished the book yet, so I'll have to get back to you on that. Yeah. But what, what, so you you this radical anyway, leftist so that's, person, that's you, a, that's, and, but you got along with her. I I did, but more importantly, I got along with everybody else who was at this. That's organization. cool. I was did the they only, know where you came from? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I would say some stuff, and the whole the whole place would go silent, you know. And uh, <laughs> well, they were getting well, but they, how else are they going to make converts? Unless they start inviting people like well, us. I wasn't invited, <laughs> but I I said, "Can I come?" And they said, "Okay." And yeah. uh, then they kind of figured out who I was. But the real one that really made I think made a difference, at least for me. I don't think I made a difference in the world. Was my my company, my firm, sponsors the Lawyer of the Year every year for mm. a long, long time, and um, this and I give out the first award and. But I was so busy, I didn't have time to, to read. I didn't have time to, to do it. I said, look, I, I don't have time to do it this year. I'm going to be on a conference call. They said, well, come to the lunch. You'll just go up. So I did. I went up, and I'm just standing with the award. Somebody else is going to read it. I'll give it to them, and I go sit down. Yeah. It turned out oh, that the no. lawyers who were uh, suing the Catholic Church, oh, St. Stanislaus, wound up getting the award. And I oh, am, no. I am standing in front of 400 people holding the award on the, in my, mm. and I'm like, what am I doing here? I don't even see him. I say, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I turn to leave, and the little tiny itty-bitty lawyer takes the award out of my hand, and I got I to gotta tell you, I'm mad. I am yeah. really, really oh, yeah, mad yeah. at this point. And b- before this happened, when I walked in, I saw a priest. St. Stanislaus, I, I want to. It makes I, you want to go. I saw a, beat somebody. Well, up. I did. I I saw that. I saw the. I saw a priest when I first walked in. So I went over. I said, "Look, Father, if you show up in uniform, I got to say hi." And I said, "Who are you? What, what parish are you in?" He oh said, no. He said, "Saint Stanislaus. I'm Father Merrick." And I said, uh, "Can we talk after this?" And then this whole thing comes up. So my blood is boiling. Yeah. I mean, I'm really mad. So afterwards, yeah, uh, nothing. Yeah. I go up to him. And I, I said, you know, we, we don't care about your property. We care about the souls. And I, I, I forget about what I was actually saying, but yeah. I, he's a little guy. I wound up open-handed, call me Will Smith, open-handed. I, I started just pounding him on the chest. Oh, no. And, and I said, yeah, you know, I was, and I, anyway, the long and the short is I wound up dialoguing with him for about a year and a half. Oh, good. And I wound up going to... To, to, to his parish, and I wound up going to the meetings where they were trying to figure out where to go, and I wound up getting to... Let me tell you something. Well, I remember one day we were standing in the aisle, and I, and I, I said, uh, you're one confession away from coming back to the church. He's more he says, I've done, I've done too much. I, I can't. They'll never, they'll never let me practice as a priest again. I said, well, I don't know whether they will or they won't, but you can come back. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, it's true. And that's what I kept saying. I, I, there has got to be, leave his boyfriend behind. Them. There, yeah, well, and more than that. But there's <laughs> got to be somebody who at least invites him back. And here's here's the crux of it. True enough. True enough. True enough. Yeah. There, there was a meeting where they were trying to decide which um, which denomination to join, and everybody had their say. And at the end, he said, "Peter, you haven't said anything." What do you <laughs> What do you think? Good for him. Hey, you got to give him credit for that. And I said. All right, Father, what do you think would be the best option for this parish? And you know what he said? He said, be Roman Catholic. To join, rejoin the Catholic Church. Yeah. The place went up for grabs. The point is, I don't know what, what, has, what, what his motivation is or where he is in sin yeah, or yeah. where he is and, in— And really, that's not your needs, business anyway. It isn't. Is it? But, yeah. oh, you know, what is our job? I think our job is to yeah. invite people back, right? Invite people back. And yeah, I think we should always you. have hope. Good for you. We should always have hope. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, yeah. Well, you're... That, that's one I couldn't do. <laughs> I can handle a uh, Muslim uh, social activist, but I, uh, an, and an, uh, a rebel priest, that just, I, it's, that's just hard on me personally. As well, a and priest, I'm not a, I'm you know? not a priest, you know, yeah, so I'm, I, you feel like, you you know it's like somebody you're in the front lines of a battle and somebody joins the other side you know you're just like that's why well it's one of the reasons why I won't read the Benedict option <laughs> I haven't heard that cause, well because he ended up leaving the church oh but is that right everybody, it's this big deal you know blah blah, blah but I just you know I I, I just can't uh, I don't know it's hard enough being Catholic. It, uh, I'm not going to go into this. I heard that there was it's this. Something, it's something I got to struggle with in my own soul. I heard there's <laughs> this mystic, and I, Anne Marie Emmerich, or some such thing, and, and, um, and I haven't read this, but someone told me. And they said that at the moment of our death, I'm not saying this is true. Where's our heresy bill? Yeah. I, I don't know whether it is or not. At the moment of our <laughs> death or prior to it, our Lord comes to us three times and oh. begs us to, to come back to him. Wow, and I, I don't know whether it's true or not, but I think that is our de- that is our Lord's desire that we all oh, be sure, saved. Sure, and and why is it so yes, un- yeah, un- unbelievable yes, to yes, think that He yes. wouldn't keep trying? Well, didn't you introduce me to that that uh, saying that uh, the the Hound of Heaven? Uh, oh yeah, the poem. Yeah, the yeah. Hound of Heaven. He's he he wants us right. Well, yeah, and it is only us. It's written by who, a homeless man, by is the way. It really? that, yeah, it's the I, I believe it's the only poem of his that was ever published. I could Dude. be wrong. I don't know. But yeah. but it is us rejecting God. It isn't God rejecting. Yeah, no, us. no. He wants us all to be saved. Yeah. I know we have other things to do, but we're, we're talk about. But I don't want the hour to slip by without. Oh uh, yeah! Give us the new saints, Father. Give All us right, the new the saints. New, two new saints of the week. I just uh, okay. So I have this thing for losers and and tail kickers. Yeah, we like have a great guys, relationship here. Yeah, they, they're sort of like losers and the opposite. I don't know how I'm going to turn this into a book, but I will someday. Um, and so, uh, and I was talking about this with some college kids at the late, at the last Focus convention. I was asked to speak, and one kid comes up to me and says, "Saint Nicholas of Flue, you got to look him up." So I did. Saint Nicholas of Flue is a captain in the Swiss Army in the 14th century, 15th century, 1400s. Uh, and he's a pikeman, a mercenary, and a captain. And he used to fight with a sword in one hand and a rosary in the other. <laughs> so they I say. like it. 
so I make my own. If you if you look me up online, I've got a website, Father Augustine Weta. Uh, I'll send you uh, one of these holy cards. I make my own holy cards of these guys. They're uh, great little, the great little holy cards. He eventually I- put down the sword and became a hermit and negotiated the peace of something or other between. Burgundy and somebody or something, I don't know, something like that. But the, well, the point is that he used to fight with a rosary in one hand and a sword in the other, which I just think is totally cool. Well, I'm glad he uh, put down the sword and not the rosary. The other, yeah, right. Well, yes, I think that probably happens all too often. Um, the other, possibly a more favorite saint for me, is Saint Drogo of Seborg. I really like the I, name. I found out about him, first of all, because he's the patron saint of coffee. Oh. Coffee houses and coffee drinkers. Yeah, yeah. He because he used to ha- he would celebrate the end of the day by drinking a bowl of warm water. Uh, but he but more importantly, he is the patron saint of ugly people. <laughs> he's the patron saint of, <laughs> of ugly, ugly people. people. And of I'm u- looking at him. He he's got a schnoz on him. Yeah, and kind of small ears and a big forehead and you know. But uh, he uh, he yeah, patron saint of ugly people. Uh, kidney stones, mental illness, uh, hernias. Like the poor guy can't catch a break. Uh, and, oh, and shepherds. Uh, he he was a shepherd, and he bla- he when he was uh, and orphans because oh, wow. both of his parents died. He his mother died giving birth to him, which he uh, he blamed himself for for years wow. and years. Uh, but he ended up uh, building a little cottage uh, on the side of his parish church. And he dug a hole in the wall so he could watch the Eucharist being said every day. Wow. And uh, so St. Nicholas of, of Seborg, feast day April 16th. Uh, uh, it, so Drogo. Out. Drogo. Drogo. What would I say? St. Drogo is April 16th. Yeah, Nicholas yes. has just passed here, the 21st. Yeah. So uh, look March, up. Yeah, April, tw- April 16th, St. Drogo so of Seborg. Look him up. I think Not he's... to mention he has a great name, Drogo. I know, I know, Drogo. If you're a teenager, you need to take Drogo as your <laughs> as your confirmation. You saint. may be the only one. Him, or Moses the Black, or Takayami, or Mucus, St. Huh? Mucus. A, yeah, you haven't told us about St. Mucus. Yeah, I don't know anything about him I'm, except his name. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling an affinity name. to him today. So well, yeah. well, tell me about St. Mucus. I, I don't, like I said, I don't I don't know a thing about him. I just know that he exists. Well, St. Drogo. There's also a St. Dodo, by the way, and a St. Polio. How would you like to be this St. Polio? Yeah. And there's a patron saint for everything, too. There is. Yeah. Well, I wonder who the patron saint of noodles is. Okay, I stand corrected. I there well, I don't know, Chinese don't know. food I, or cooking or something. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Well, well ask Father Pada Linghug, who the patron saint I've of noodles. I've got a computer cooking. here. I could look it up. Patron you have the internet? saint of noodles. Yeah. Conversation again. St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence is the patron saint of noodles. Apparently. St. Lawrence who was uh, barbecued? Wait, all St. Bonaventure is the patron saint of poop. I just oh, boy. notice. Yeah. Anything, hey, you, I, I, anything, boy, you want. anything you want to know. Anything you want to know. Isn't that the beauty of the Catholic faith? Is it's so rich in in bizarre, fun, weird, cool. I, I mean, just a, anything you want. But it's very it's so natural. Fun. It's very natural. It's very familial. Earthy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have stuff too. You know, you you go to church. 
and especially during what we're going to come up with the Holy Week, right? We have all these. We have incense in there, and we have candles, yeah. and we have the yeah. veneration of the cross, and we, you know, we kiss yeah. the feet of our Lord. I mean, we we are very tactile. We stand up, we sit down, we kneel. We're we're and bodily fine, involved. And, and and now that we all have our uh, what smart watches, we're beginning to realize that there's some real advantage to standing up. No, seriously. <laughs> no, I got and it. The, 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 you stand up, you sit down, you kneel. You stand up, you sit down, you kneel, and that's actually good for you. It's I, not just it's not just spiritually good for you. It's physically. It's important to stand up every now and then. So my watch is my no religious reminder. It's just yeah. reminding me after I've sat down too long to stand up. I had a friend actually who was a monk who, uh, not surprisingly, uh, who had had, had a, a digital watch and the alarm would go off every 30 minutes and he would say, uh, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Yeah. And that was it. It was annoying, but it was cool. Every 30 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Well, the Desert Fathers, just to promote your book a little bit, they they would start saying it a hundred times oh, in a yeah. day, and then a, a thousand times in to a the, day. Yeah, according to the way of the pilgrim, you're supposed to say it nineteen thousand times a day yeah. until yeah. you, and then and go move up from there. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> All right, we're talking about conversation and yeah. how we should have it with, with other people. I had another conversation. I think which I... is impossible without listening. Yeah, right. And we just the internet does not it teaches a lot, but it doesn't teach you how to listen. I went to dinner once. I had a group of four people in a little car, and I dropped them off in front. It was a dinner for a, a women's shelter um, and yeah. a. a, a, a a pregnancy resource place called Thrive. Oh, yeah. And uh, anyway, so I, I dropped him off. It was a hot day. I walked back when I parked the car because I was too cheap to park in the garage. And when right. there's these dozen protesters out in front. Of, of your place? Of, of the dinner place, yeah. Yelling and screaming and carrying on. So I went up and I said hello to him. And I said, you're sitting out here in the hot sun. I figure I might listen to what you have to say. So they yelled at me for about 15 minutes. And well, I don't yeah. think I got a word in edgewise. But uh, I uh, maybe they, they felt better. I don't know. And then in the end, they said, "You're judging us." I said, "I'm not judging you." I, I said, "I'm I'm listening to." How, you. Yeah, how do they, well? I'd be interested to know how they can tell. Well, well they, <laughs> I didn't say, say a word. Did, how do you know I'm judging you? What, what makes you think that? But what then in I the said? end, I went back inside and I went to the bar to get something to drink, and I I wanted a water because I was so hot from yeah. being outside. I thought, oh, give me give me this. So I took a dozen waters. I brought them out there, and I I brought them to him. And they say, you take this away. We don't want your, we don't want your water. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll leave him here anyway. And as I'm leaving, one guy picked it up, and he says, I'll pray for you. You know what? I, don't, I didn't hey. make any progress there, but, but they didn't, I didn't have a thing to say. They didn't listen to anything I had to say. But you know what? There, there was at least some degree or diminishment of animosity. Well, and, but, but the other thing is, if we want them to listen to us— if we if we want them to really give our position serious thought, then I guess we're going to have to listen to them. Yeah. And and even you know I I, I was given an a, one of these pro pro life awards about five years ago, and I I decided to end it with something a little provocative. I said when you go home tonight, I want you everybody here to go on Planned Parenthood's website and find something you agree with, right? Now I'm not saying you want to be open open to evil, right? Because, and I do think Planned Parenthood is a force, a tremendous force for evil no in the doubt. world. But 
you know, maybe the next time you get in a conversation with somebody, you say, you know what? I was on the website and this made sense to me, yeah. you know, and, and we also we want them coming to us to find things they agree with. And, and you really can't ask something of someone else that you wouldn't you be wouldn't willing do to yourself. do yourself. Well, and isn't that I'm, I'm trying to think the, su- the summa theological, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Doesn't it uh, doesn't right? he really articulate his opponents? Yeah, he has the best atheistic arguments articulated, period, in his proofs for the existence of God. He starts with, you know, these are the arguments against God's existence. And they makes any, and he formulates them as powerfully as he can. There are no straw men in the Summa Theologica. Um, so, so he clearly was listening to the opposition. Yeah. I think also we can't necessarily assume that they want evil in the world. Who? You know? Well, I mean, even even these protesters, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, and I'm, now doctors I, and nurses who work at these places, I think, I don't know about them. We'll, but, we'll come back and talk to that, but I'm, yeah. I am I missed our uh, station ID. This oh. is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. I'm your host, Peter Karutz. This is Father Augustine, and I wish we had two hours. But Me I, too. We I, always end up talking about you know. With stuff. regard to that, I do think that there is uh, again. I'm uh, there is an evil there, oh, and yeah. I think people get caught up in it. And I don't. I don't know to what extent it's a a a uh, conscious participation. But there is an evil there, and you don't get rid of evil by hating people. You get rid right. of it by loving people. Right. 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 But I also, I mean, I want to go maybe even a step further and say that some of these people are trying misguidedly to do the right thing. You know, that they think they're helping women. Honestly, I I do. Some of them. I I think, uh, and now I hope I don't get in trouble. Yeah. I I think that might be the reason why I, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I would call it the murdering of babies because there has to be a certain mens rea about about what you're doing in order to get yeah. to the degree. Well, that's of, why that's why I make a kind of an exception, a mental exception for the doctors and nurses that work there because they know what they're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I think yeah. most they, women they, they who, who find themselves under that kind of a pressure with with this sort of propaganda, I don't know how much personal fault I can. Or, well, and it's not under, my job to find fault with them anyway. They're it, under right? duress. Talk about yeah. something. Uh, there was a study done by Planned Parenthood. They, yeah. they sponsored the study, and one of the results, and it was buried, but the, one of the results <laughs> of the study was that I think it was 85 or 86% of the women who actually did have an abortion said that if there was one person who would have supported them in their decision for life, really? they wouldn't have done it. Now, that's yeah. duress. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is duress. Well, yeah, and I, I think also that... that yeah, I, I was given a talk, uh, when was this, a couple of nights ago, actually, to some confirmation kids, and I said, look, you know, the the forces against you here are, are very powerful and and very loud, uh, and they're very cool. <laughs> like, if evil was ugly, everybody would be good, right? Yeah. That, that, and if you're going to be a good Catholic— you are that's not going to make you popular yeah okay i'm just going to be honest with you here that that the 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 bad kids the mean kids are always going to be cooler right and but what we have that they don't have is joy yeah and and we have silence they a lot you know the 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 devil can't shut up he will just keep yelling and yelling and yelling 
and it'll always be sexier and cooler and funner and whatever than than we are. But what he doesn't have is silence or joy. Yeah. That we have, and that those are our weapons. And and we better you know we better practice our weapons. We don't practice our rosary. Yeah. Say our rosary. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I was at a protest. Uh, it was uh, they were all. Planned Parenthood supporters protesting at some Catholic thing. So mm. uh, I, I went to it, and I was in the middle of it, and I'm chatting with people. And <laughs> I, I only will, you could get away with this. I Maybe will, I could. You uh, could. <laughs> but I could. I tell you, there was at one point I was a bit this. I, I felt very shocked, very disarmed, and yeah, I was agreeing with them about something. Mm. And I said, I, I agree with you. Every time there's an abortion, there's a man at fault. Somebody didn't. Care yeah. enough for this woman. Yeah, 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 did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they started laughing at me. And I I didn't get it. I thought I'm I'm agreeing with you. I don't I don't get it. And they said, why do you why do you think that there's some kind of attachment re- associated with having sex? Oh, and wow. And then I started running into that woman in different places. There was yeah. a sense of. There was a bit of evil there, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I well, was not is... really as prepared as I should have been. Well, I had, you know, I was, I, I had that conversation with somebody recently about, or, or well, with my students because I teach a class in apologetics, and they were like, and, and one, of, and what one thing I have them do is listen to, op, you know, anti-Catholic, yeah, yeah, arguments. And one right. of the guys said, "Well, look, sex is fun, and it's, and it's amusing, and it, but it's just sex. It's just one. It's like eating, you know." Yeah. Only more fun. And I stopped it and I said, you know, it's not just like eating. If you force someone to eat, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, that's rude but, but not horrifying. There's definitely something different, it's different. about sex. Absolutely. It's not just like eating. <laughs> but anyway. anyway this, uh, how do we get on that topic? Uh, well, we're talking about having conversations oh, right. <laughs> with, with uh, people who you might not agree with. And yeah. uh, I think it's it's true. Finding, But you got to be prepared to, to have your feelings hurt. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. 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 And sometimes I think just being open helps, too. I was on vacation. I went to Mexico, and I was uh, doing a lot of nothing. And my wife was yeah. uh, coming in from an exercise class, and I was just waiting there. And there was I didn't have my contacts on, so I can't see as it is. And I, I, somebody saw me with a Cardinals hat on, and she's yeah, go Cardinals. I thought it was like a fifteen-year-old girl. Yeah. Anyway, so her mom and her they went away, and the dad stayed behind. And he says, "You're a religious guy. How, how does he know I'm a religious guy? I got yeah. a Cardinals hat on, and apparently I was I, I was wearing a T-shirt from some mission trip or something. Oh. And we start talking, and he says I'm an agnostic, and so we chatted, and I, I, you know, I bring in, I didn't yeah. bring up religion. I brought up Socrates or whatnot, and we're out of time. But anyway, oh, the reason already? why he left yeah. is because he had a hurt. His son was killed at 22, uh, and he, you know, how can God, all good God, allow? So, yeah. Look, always talk to people. The, on the 23rd of and April, and always listen to them. On the 23rd of April, go to Saint Angela Marici, uh, eight o'clock in the morning mass, and that's followed by a conference on divine mercy. This hour is passed Who by. Can't Father, use a little of that. you got a quick blessing for us. Benedicat vos omnipotens Deus, Pater, Filius, et Spiritus Sanctus. Amen. Father, Son, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Go out, listen to people, talk to people, pray for them, and do what God did. Meet people where they're at. Meet people where they're at. Please tell a friend to come and listen to us next time. We will be here. You should be too. Oh, and check out the podcast Disagreement with Umar Lee and Augustine Weta. For sure. Father Augustine Weta.
been listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. If you would like to join us in our evangelization efforts, you can order a copy of today's broadcast or any of our past programs by visiting us on our website, stjosephradio.net. That's S-A-I-N-T, josephradio.net. Or call us, 636-447-6000. It's all at your fingertips to help us evangelize the world, bringing the good news of Christ to everyone you meet and change one soul at a time. Thank you for your prayers and support. Until next time, may God bless you and your family. This has been a presentation of St. Joseph Radio Presents. Well, Father, I don't know yeah, why well, we well, got on the subject that we did, but it, it flew by. It sure did. Gosh, so, what a, a graced moment, as So, they say. go and talk to people. Listen to them, right, Father? That's right. Gotta listen to and them. And pray for vocations to the monastic life, particularly St. Louis Abbey, would you? We will. Do me a personal favor. Come do, back. Do me a solid. There you go. And you got Father, uh, Father St. Drogo, my saint of the day. Have a great week. <laughs>